0: Shirt show. All right, let's go. Shirt show. Talking shirt. Shirt show. Talking shirt. Shirt show. Talking shirt. Shirt show. Shirt man. All
1: right. Episode one thirty one of Shirt Show.
0: We're talking with Sterling from Old South Brentpo in Georgia. Let's go. Shirt show. You there, honey boo boo.
2: Hey there, boo boo honey. You know what was so funny about this is that I almost sent you a honey boo boo meme uh, yesterday or the day before. You know, when you were and you didn't, uh, no, I, I can't, you know, whatever, something happened and I, and then I forgot. Okay, How's it going, man? Cool.
0: How are you? It's going. It's Friday afternoon.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. T- totally is. Totally totes. Uh, totes. I, I, um, I don't know, this is like day three, probably, where finally I can, I'm in less pain.
0: Why? What'd you do?
2: Herniated disc.
0: Mm, is that what they said your issue with your back was? Yeah. So what did they do for you?
2: I went to a chiropractor and so it, I'll explain. You know, so I'll explain it like this. You know, if you have your two discs mm-hmm. and I was leaning forward and it opened up the back part uh, of like the vertebrae between those vertebrae and that disc herniated and, you know, came out and pressed against my sciatic mm-hmm. constantly, like 24 seven. And like, I couldn't sleep Two night I slept last night, but the night right, before I didn't, what, I didn't what sleep What do they at all do for you? Um, I am doing the reverse of that. So, in other words, like, you know, going back. and So so you're just
0: sitting like this all the time
2: now? Like right now, okay, so this is no joke. Right now I'm sitting on a heating pad. And and I got this big um, lumbar pillow, you know, behind me, forcing me the other direction.
0: Maybe that's what I need to do all the time. I just need to do this and I'll put my computer screen up here. Like look at the ceiling all day.
2: Yeah, actually, that would be... That would be good for you. That'd be good for your back because it, Mm. you know, we're so used to being like, especially sitting down and then hunched over. And then you're, you're, you're always opened up in the back for that, for that disc to pop out. And so they said it just goes
0: back in by itself.
2: Um, yeah. And with time, he adjusted me like he cracked the shit out of my back. Not my neck. Not my neck. Like I don't,
0: not your back and your other thing in your crack.
2: Yeah, all that stuff. Cool, and um, and we did some exercises like it's called press ups. It's this is really s- specific stuff. I don't know, pretty boring, but I'm sure yeah. a lot of people have back issues. I mean, he said so when I was there. He's like, you're not special. Like, don't think you're special. <laughs> yeah, you're, this is like. Uh, so you went
0: through like a dominatrix kind of thing.
2: It was a little bit of that. Yeah, he's <laughs> he. It's like a combo. Like the first 15 minutes, you work on your back, and then the the next yep. 15 on other stuff but he was just like look i've I've got you like i've this is the number one reason why i see people right here Mm -hmm. i'll fix it the
0: funny funny thing is is i I think i've told this on here before but like tiny little asian man was my chiropractor and he could never crack me oh yeah not ever other than that any new developments at work this week
2: new yeah but i'm saving one of them for a show and tell here later okay you are the you I know the, anticip- the anticipation is going gonna...
0: Antici- to... Anticipation.
2: Yeah. That's another thing the chiropractor helps with is my...
0: Slur inability
2: Inability to talk. <laughs> <laughs> he just cracks my jaw and, he, you know, open it up. Right. More more of that. More of that. Um, yeah, I'm saving it because it's a biggie. Like this, I'm so proud of it. I'm just... <laughs> You know, anybody listening or watching right now, you're going to want to. This is the cliffhanger. You're going to want to.
0: Right. This is like, a clickbait. Keep,
2: <laughs> yeah. You need to for sure keep Listen. tuned. Keep tuning in or and fast Andy forward. Re-
0: like, Andy will reveal it at hmm. hour, two hours and 49 minutes.
2: Yeah. So just fast forward to 249. Right. Skip, right. skip the rest. Skip okay. the rest of this Goober uh, talk.
0: Is that something? I feel like like we've done a few of these in a row, like uh, Hmm? pretty quickly. Episodes recording.
2: I don't know how quick they are. I think it's just relative to how slow we were going at it. It feels quicker. Well, didn't we already
0: record one this week?
2: You don't know. Monday. (laughs) Like, hmm. Did we? No. Actually, it was on Tuesday. Yeah, we did.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. See. Now Friday.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but things have happened. See on. Actually, on Tuesday, so we recorded and I was fine. On Tuesday, I went home and that was when it hit like super hard, but I'm better. There was a pain scale of 10 Mm -hmm. an unavoidable pain because it's not like, oh, it's my foot and I just won't walk on it. Like it was constant pain no matter what you did. Couldn't get comfortable. Mm -hmm. As a grown man at hour like like four or five in the morning after the pain was still... I was Did telling you, you this. To, hang on, hang on. Right, As a grown ahead, man, sorry. after after hour five of not being able to sleep, like four or five in the morning, and of excruciating pain, I cried a little bit.
0: I'm not surprised.
2: And I don't cry. The Redmonds don't cry from pain. Yes,
0: you do. You cry no. so often. We never do. That's bullshit.
2: It wasn't even a real cry. It was like, like a whimper. Yeah, just like <laughs> not even full <laughs> That's out. That's way real.
0: worse. I would rather just have a full on like. Ah. No. Then, like,
2: <laughs> I would too because I think that's uh, that feels you feel better afterwards, you know. Right. right. Like, uh, and I've I cry from emotions, like on at movies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. all the all the time. Yeah. But pain doesn't doesn't really why mm-hmm. cry. So anyway, I did I did sort of. Okay. Uh, so you were you were saying you were gonna uh, you were no that's all right we don't need to go too
0: too deep into this I'll call you later about your personal issues.
2: Please don't. (laughs) Um, I'll call you about your personal issues too. We're gonna have to schedule like at least three hours hours, or something. Yeah, it's a full day's work. Got to charge my fucking phone and shit. Mm -hmm. So
0: leave it plugged in.
2: All right. All right.
0: Um,
2: Oh, are we recording? Are we? check, Check check check. Shit yeah I think I think we are recording it. I hope so anyway so if we're not then fuck this I'm done for the day <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you what I said fuck you no I still can't
0: um <laughs> shit let me try again
2: <laughs> what'd you say uh you said hey what's up bud I still got a little bit of your mom on my mustache that was just a you know what that sounded like Something like this alright so a lot of hot air Hey, Hey! so guess what I did right before we signed on? I went to shirtshowofficial.com. I went to our merch store because I was really stoked to see a, my mom does my digitizing t-shirt and it wasn't there. Well, it will be soon. Maybe. Do you need help? Do you need to help you with it? I got it. Jojo wants one. That's That's a lie. He just said, you're lying. Oof. Will, will she model it for us? She said, never mind. She's going to design her own. <laughs> That'd be better. We blew it. We, we, we would have made some money off her, but mm-hmm. dang it. I just saw your own. What else we got? Well, so what are you doing up there? What have you been doing for a few days? Playing some... Like some, uh, do you have some, uh, what's it called? What do you play? Zombies? <laughs> Zombie yeah. tournament?
0: Zombie tournament. Cool. Yeah.
2: Getting some stuff done.
0: I have been playing a lot <clears throat> of zombies though. Um, no, WorkWise has been weird. We've been trying to hire. We have, uh, mm. we've been having people in for interviews. Uh, very first one that we had scheduled. No, no show. So that's cool.
2: The no show for the interview. That's a good move. Mm-hmm. I like that
0: and then the best part about it was is that they had sent me like I did the whole thing like the sending a resume like all this other stuff and then I said uh asked them what time was good for them we figured out th- Thursday at 9 a.m they were like okay cool and then the night before they texted me well sent me a message on the the thing and said what's your address I was like, "How do you? Is that not what you would look up first thing when you applied somewhere? Is like where what your address is?"
2: Hundred thousand percent, Google that shit. Right, yeah, so just don't Google ask. that
0: shit, and then they just didn't show the next day. So mm. apparently, Unless the have, address is they're just not from here at all. So
2: and they don't have uh, Google.
0: Yeah, so whatever they didn't show up, and then the next one came in. She was mm. pretty sweet, um, and then we got one more here at noon, and I will be recording with you instead. So.
2: Well, you could bring her in, put her on the casting couch, and just turn the camera like
0: they so gotta pay bit. extra for that. that's only only fans.
2: who has to pay extra? The interview subscribers <laughs> how much like a buck or two? yeah, like, what are we like talking? A, like
0: a, a buck fifty. okay, Tree fitty.
2: Uh, I'm not paying that. So like this week, we've been working on some Kanban stuff, mm-hmm. like dialing it in. We're getting really. Really close to something awesome. Um, and ordering supplies and like this kanban thing. Maybe we could talk about this later because there's this, there's some things that are complicated about it. Yeah, yeah, maybe we save it for later.
0: Yeah, let's do and another two. Let's just keep teasing people of all the things we're not going to talk about later.
2: Because mm-hmm, we get sidetracked and forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also, I've just been ordering. Supplies, you know, for like year end mm-hmm. inventory or stocking up, you know, on year end stuff. So,
0: that's
2: smart, you know, get some stuff in uh before the holidays, and also, um, uh, it's been warm enough here to we don't have to worry about freezing. You know, what Alex, you know, what Easyway told me is that, um, you can ship like 701 and you don't have to worry about freezing, the only thing. Uh, you do have to worry about is um, Reclaim. So like the... Supra. um, Supra. Or whatever words you use. Yeah, so like we use the 500 and you have to worry about that freezing. So we got some on the way. It's in the 50s or something here, so not too bad. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's mostly why I'm stocking up. It's just because of winter and cold and all that Mm -hmm. shit. So, But no, things have been good here. Things have been really nice. Like Like I said, we implemented uh, Bill into the shop manager role and, you know, doing the interview stuff is trying to get all that dialed in. And we had never really written down like a ton of interview questions. And we kind of went through and did that. So I feel like the last two weeks we've done a lot of like grown up uh, business things. It's weird.
2: Did you ask like one uh, one of your questions, is it like a honesty question? Like... If you run out of toilet paper at home, would you take some from the shop to use? That type <laughs> we of we did
0: stuff? have a lot of questions in there that we were like, should, "Is this legal for us to ask?" <laughs> right? We we're just mm-hmm. like, are, "Do you have thick skin, and are you willing to like basically be harassed all day long?" Um,
2: I don't see any problem with that. That's yeah, that's fine. I mean,
0: that's it's very important here. So that's why mm. I wondered.
2: Um, so. I mean, on the office, they talk about impotence there's a whole episode Mm. they just you know so i mean that's normal stuff right if you act like the office Mm -hmm. the tv show you know
0: right did you watch any good movies this week with jojo
2: no no movies at all she had a commission piece to to finish up you know actually to start and finish and um i sort of helped her with that i didn't like paint anything but i were you the model that would have been great, but no. Because uh, I,
0: I, I sent in a commission to see if she could just do a nude painting of you for my office.
2: And she already has like a hundred. She hasn't she gotten
0: been, to it Yeah. No,
2: she already has like a lot in inventory. that in Because it never sells. And I, I knew once I just said that, <laughs> I was like, God, I hope he doesn't like, like I set him up so good. I hope he just lets that one slip by. <laughs> Nope. But Chad, edit that part out, please. Thank you <laughs> to make me look um, funny and not him. Uh, but no, she just has that because it's really popular and she has to keep a big inventory because like she sells 100 a day. So she has to have a, always 100. It's a Kanban <laughs> okay. thing. It's a Kanban I'm gonna, thing.
0: I'm going to let you have this one. Thank you. <laughs>
2: uh it all starts with a screen, and whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out more, go to GraphicScreenFashion.com, F-F-F-F-F-F-Rank.com, or
0: GreatFuckingScreens.com.
2: Cleaning screens is no fun, but Easyway makes it funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will help you keep your screens and your shop clean. Check them out at Easyway.com. Easyway.
0: It's the easiest way.
2: For sure. What were you smiling Definitely. at? You, you were smiling. Yeah, you looked down and you saw a something, a text or a meme.
0: It was just, yeah, it was text.
2: What did it say? Share it with us. It Share didn't it with say,
0: class. say anything. It was a video from Chris out in the shop doing something funny. Let's see it. It's inappropriate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Action engineering makes all kinds of accessories printers need. Definitely. Go check them out at actionengineering.com and level up your shop. Guess what? So I did this yesterday. No, two days ago. And I ordered something. What do you think it was? What do you think I ordered?
0: Squeegee rubber, pre-cut, round corners. How'd you know? Because that's what you order.
2: It wasn't very fun.
0: (laughs) Would. it's like your most common order
2: do you have some sort of uh, what do they call that um
0: live stream in your shop
2: hmm. maybe maybe that but no like a what's it called when joanne what's it called when you you're psychic oh i think it's called a psychic psychic uh, <laughs> idiot. No, uh, a, a medium or something like that
0: yeah i put like pink crystals on my forehead when mercury's and retrograde or whatever and then i can think of all the things that you're thinking
2: yeah fuck off all right so um you're right i did i guess oh okay so how many do you think i ordered you won't know 26 why would i ever order no uh -uh. i don't know i just pulled a number out of my ass okay well so you're apparently not a psychic but because i ordered 40 and you know why Do you know why it's an even number of divisible by 10 no because they sell them in 10 packs squeegee rubber Mm. discounted which is tight Mm -hmm. okay and so (laughs) and also um we wanted to replace all of our squeegees at the same time the only ones we don't we replace more often are the white ones
0: yeah Uh, white gets replaced way more often but do you go through and check them though Or do you ever rotate them?
2: No. What do you mean rotate? Rotate them. You mean flip them up in the other direction of the squeegee holder? Yeah. No, you didn't mean that. You didn't mean that. I saw by your face. (laughs) No, I saw by your face. Your eyebrows went up and that told me that. Because generally,
0: generally we load the squeegee the same way every time. You know what I mean? Like know, on the M&R, the notches are off to the side. Huh? the notches on the squeegee holder are off to the side. So when you load it in, you kind of load it one way, the same way every time, roughly. So we could take the blade and flip the blade around so that it's sharp on the other side. And then we have, we run them again. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
2: I thought you meant, I thought you meant like, um, take the squeegee out of the clamp and then Flip it. Yeah, and then put it back up in there. You could. Okay, yeah, sure. I know. I know mm-hmm. you could. We do. Okay. Okay. Do you need help outputting SAPs or keeping up with artwork? Then sure. you are gonna want to go to one nine hundred hotstuff.com and get in touch with Nick or Lucas. Nick or Lucas. And put your design department on cruise control. Mm-hmm like that
0: i like it i love it
2: Mm -hmm. i want some more of it
0: nick tries so hard
2: i haven't talked to him in a while
0: he's a good man yeah um we have over the period of time that we've tried i mean we we were telling people to go to graphic source way before they wanted to be a sponsor of the show Mm -hmm. Uh, just because of how usable it is and helpful Um, but there's been a lot of people that have reached out that said that they signed up for graphic source and it's been awesome for them, That they're, it really, really helps their shop. So we're happy to tell people about it because it really does help.
2: You want to know another way to get a hold of Nick, I think and Lucas, but they pretty sure they're both in our discord. Yeah. You can go message, message Mm -hmm. him. Choosing the right emulsion for your shop is complicated, and that's why we love Chromaline. Check out our bud Kevin, who is the emulsion guru on Instagram, or go to Chromaline.com to watch his videos and learn all about the screen room. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Chromaline uh, was here yesterday, and he dropped off the very first uh, toy for the toy drive.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. Candyland. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Did you open it and play it immediately?
0: Yeah, I just said this is for me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I would have done the same thing. Um, You know what? I, thought, Today, I that was sweet. That is sweet, you know? Yeah. Thanks, guys. Today, we're chatting with Sterling Maynard of Old South Print Co. In Georgia. In jo- Georgia. 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 where where do you know what city no I don't don't either I feel like it's on the coast though doesn't matter it's just Georgia it's kind of a big state yeah you know well stretch it and we go Mm. we go Uh, very important let's get a couple good deep breaths I
0: don't want to have to stretch every day so stupid sterling 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 Sterling
2: Sterling, 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 Sterling. It's hard to time this when there's a delay, right? We can't right. get this right. Sterling, Sterling, Sterling. 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 <laughs> What's up, What's
1: up <laughs> Um Just doing the damn thing as usual.
2: Yeah,
0: it sounds wonderful. You He's look really excited it. about working today.
1: Uh, yeah, well, um, having a newborn baby kind of sucks the life out of you. It's no way. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's Friday, so I'm happy. Yeah. We've got a nice easy day ahead of us.
0: Is uh is the baby sleeping or not sleeping?
1: Oh yeah. Well, uh yeah, sleeping good for the most part. Just uh kind of been sick on and off with a little bit of a cold, so mm. kind of throws a wrench into the regular schedule.
0: Yeah. Both my kids were wonderful where they just slept. Like they slept 12 hours, like hands oh, down. Wow. It was like wow. put them in bed at seven, they wake up at seven.
2: Like father, he- like daughter and son 12 hours hours a day right
0: oh that'd be nice (laughs) but other than that how's uh how's work right now how's the shop
1: uh it's good i mean we had a little bit of a slowdown there i'd say october and november were pretty slow um i don't know if it's just kind of customers and marketing teams kind of pulling back on spending you know before the end of the year or you know just kind of A little wishy-washy on the phones, like not sure if they want to blow the money on this or that or the other. Um, But it's picked up pretty good here, oddly enough, right here at the end of the year. So we should be able to finish out pretty strong.
0: Yeah, I don't, I got asked the other day, there was a friend that called me and was asking me about, you know, are you busy or whatever? And I'm just like, dude, I don't fucking even know what to say anymore. Like this year is so weird. It's up and
1: down and all over the place.
0: Right. It's like normally you'd be like, Oh, from whatever this month to this month, we're like slam nonstop. But it's like, it's been like, yeah, we're busy as fuck for a week. And then we're slow for a week and a half. And then we're busy as fuck for like three weeks. And then it's like, it's just so many weird ups and downs. Like, I I just don't know how to make of it.
2: Check this out. Okay. Do you think I got option one option two? Okay. We have three presses here. And we normally run three-person teams, so press operator, press assistant, quality control, right? Do you think we would be faster that way? So three people per press, three presses, or two presses and have four people per press? Um, so, So think of it like this. We have the same team, right? Press operator, press assistant, quality control, but we have uh, change it up right now to try something. We're testing out our, um, a couple of different roles.
0: Is that fourth and person so, just doing teardowns and setups?
2: So there's a fourth person that's supporting both presses. So we got the two Cobras um, together on a dryer, okay? And we have that fourth person supporting both of those presses, whatever you need, ink, what do you need, screens, a different screen taped up. We're, we're, pro- you know, we're problem solving, whatever. Um, and then we have an additional quality control person that's you know helping get shirts back into the boxes or helping shirts get carded up and you know um, staged for the press like we're never waiting on anything Mm -hmm. do you think you're faster two presses with eight people instead of six or three presses with actually I guess it would be nine people so we're basically just because you know we shut down one of the presses and we're just focusing on just Everybody I on,
0: a, I guess it's a two fold question and answer though. Is do you mean faster as in more jobs getting out in a day or yeah, faster as in question. like faster? Because no. t- you would be faster per press per jobs with more people, obviously.
1: Yeah,
0: but like are you talking about like end result at the end of the day? Like, okay, instead of doing 40 jobs today, we did 48
2: jobs. Yeah, I'm not talking about total impressions, uh, so we're not measuring. Uh, We do measure that, but I haven't compared that yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about since Monday, we huddled up and decided to run like this. Like, we're going to test out this new role for a person that's sort of like, not only are they, is this person supporting both of those presses by getting them ink and all this sort of stuff, he's also a cheerleader to the presses. You know, like... So
0: as it's spinning, um, he's like, yeah, yeah, you guys are great. Exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's got some some pom-poms, you know, doing some dances. Oh, yeah. Um, Because that's very supportive, you know, honestly, mentally, you know, because you're, it's so distracting. It's a, a, um, I think that you want to hear supportive acknowledgement of, Hey, this is going great, you know? And so he's that type of person, like, and also sort of a, um, you know, there's one press operator that's been running a press for maybe five months or six months and he's pretty good, but 20% of the stuff that comes through, he, He still is, you know, not, I don't want to say struggling, but it's sort of more of a challenge to him than it is to others. And so he's sort of, he's able, we're able to really watch over that and accelerate sort of that, that learning, if you would. So I don't know. It's really cool. I, we love it right now. And I know that we have to turn on this third press at some point. We don't have enough people. So Mm -hmm. we're going to have to hire in the spring. We don't have enough people to do it this way. You know what I'm saying? With, and, and then we'll even be faster. Can you imagine like if we have that, you for know press for all of them yeah 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 and so yeah yeah you'd
1: be um, moving and shaking on that
2: i know i love it and we discovered a lot um this week we're gonna meet this afternoon and we're think, gonna talk i think
0: about it's it. always i think it's always great to have that like especially when you're busy to have you know people dedicated to their position like you know the loader is just loading and the offloader and then you've got someone doing tear and setups or Running around doing ink or mixing more or getting stuff ready, I feel like you would fly. But I don't know. I, like I said, the question is just like, are you getting more jobs out the door at the end of the day, or is it just making things faster and more efficient per press? So mm-hmm. I I think it's cool. Like I I would love to see that here, but like I think in my shop there's so many fluctuations and seasons and stuff that like, I would be terrified to just have extra people when we don't yeah. need to fly all
1: day long. Yeah, that's kind of how it is with me. Like we we uh, used to have more people, but now, I mean, I'm running a crew of five plus me. And <clears throat> I'm, I'm usually the one, you know, out there being that support person, just kind of, you know, gluing when I need to, adding, mixing up Pantones, setting up the other press. So as soon as they're done on one press, they can hop over to another one. Shirts are already stacked and staged, and, you know, work yeah. orders are ready to go. Um, I mean, for a shop, if you've got, like, the steady workflow for something to where you can afford, you know, to have that kind of four-person team going, I think that's great because, I mean, that just means everybody can kind of focus on what their one job is, like, if they have just, right. like, one specific role. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if it's out of that. Think it's I think it's really
2: accurate. interesting because, you know, if you have, there are shops out there that have two presses and they're maxed out, right? They just, they're, they're still, yeah. they're running overtime and all these kind of things. And I think that you have to be creative as with production. And I'm sure that some of them have, um, but like your first go-to is, is, yeah, we're going to run overtime. We're going to run over lunch. We're going to open, we're going to run on Saturdays and all this kind of stuff. But what if you explored just having more people so that you are your setup up and teardowns and everything else is just always like pedal to the metal, you know what I mean without like yeah. overtaxing other people because Kyle used to be do a little bit of what this other person is doing now, you know, but Kyle also does too many other things. He's stretched too thin and so he's in the screen room. he's coding screens or he's exposing screens or he's developing screens or he's taping screens or he's you know what I'm saying. And so how hmm. can he be out at the presses also? And so right. just to have this a dedicated person, and also a dedicated quality control manager, let's say, that's also helping manage the quality control. Man, we are flying. And the answer is, is that I don't have all the data. It's not all in. But the answer is, is we are putting out equal amount of work. That's my, that's my hypothesis. On two presses. That we are putting out, yes, which sounds silly, but there is just not much time wasted. And so... Um, You know, another press is expensive. (laughs) I was going to say, well,
0: that kind of makes sense if you're trying to debate. Do I need another press or do I just leave this one here idle until it's like really busy? Like you said, rather than wasting the energy on three autos, wasting the air, wasting, you know, like I said, all the the electric and all this other stuff. Why not just run two more efficiently than running three? It's saving you money. And it's saving maintenance and everything else on that press and like a separate dryer and all this other stuff. So like, that's a debate that I've had here with Bill a couple of times is like, okay, we've got three presses and two dryers. He might hop off of one of the other presses and run the third press and dryer. But it's like, is it better for us and more cost effective to you to just run the other press with somebody Rather than one person on that press, one person oh, right. on this press, because then you're running another press and a dryer, mm-hmm. and it's like you might be able to get the same amount of stuff done if you guys were both just running the other press, and I didn't have to run a separate dryer and everything. Especially when the other dryer is electric. Oh
1: yeah, that'll pull. That electricity's gotten pretty expensive here lately. So
0: yeah, yeah. So I guess that's the debate. Is like you said, if you're a shop that has two autos and you're debating getting a third maybe it's better to just get another person on that press to make those jobs even faster than to get I think another so. auto. And-
2: or at mm-hmm. least try that first. Cause that's, there's no doubt you're going to be more efficient and be able to get more jobs out the door. It's just how much can you get a whole press's worth? I think that's right. the question. Yeah. Right. And so that's what we're experimenting, experimenting with now because before we just couldn't even try that. We, we, we didn't want to risk it. We were too busy and we didn't want to say, Oh, let's go try this, you know, and, 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 and maybe not, maybe miss some deadlines or whatever, but here we, it, it, you know, when you talked about, you, it's kind of been coming in waves for you guys. it sort of reminded me that oh, we're trying this right now and it's slowed for us. Um, Embroidery's backed up. In fact, we're not even taking any more orders for Christmas, but screen printing, we've got some you know, availability or whatever you'd call it. We've got some production yeah. holes. Um, and so, if, ha- if it has to be like me and Kyle or somebody else, we can go jump on this. We can fire up the press and, you know, run it. But it's just kind of neat. And so um, we're trying it right now and we're going to meet up this afternoon and talk about this week because um, we talked about some other things earlier in the week too, which I want to discuss. But um, we're going to meet up and say like, how did it go? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Are your feelings good and positive about this? And then um, maybe, you know, tweak some of uh what we're doing so
0: i'm proud just of you kind good of, job man
2: yeah thank you thank you
0: sterling so when was the last time you hired somebody
2: um <laughs> i
1: guess it's been a while <laughs> it's been a while that's <laughs> oh not a
0: that's not a bad thing
1: um i mean i actually i think the last person we hired is probably like 15 16 months ago maybe okay um and we've actually let a couple people go since then. One of them being my, like my, right hand man that was with me for years. Um, kind of like started with me when I built my first shop and got the first rock that we had. Um, was it for you know, sour
0: reasoning or did he
1: go um, off? There yeah, a, a little bit. It was. He was getting burnout, um, and I, his heart just really wasn't in it. And lots of mistakes over the course of one month that cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, for one of our biggest clients. Yeah. Um, so that's not great, but he's a super smart kid, got a degree in biology. Like i basically said, like, dude, you're not going to print shirts for forever. I mean, it's fun. Right. I know you're having fun. I'm having fun. But like you, like you can go do bigger and better things. Right. Aren't
2: those, right. uh, aren't those breakups hard, you know, because
1: they are. Yeah. It's, it, it sucks. I mean, he was like a little brother and I mean, we worked together, I mean, he was with me for like five years Mm -hmm. and like through all the stages of growth. Once we got out of my parents' garage, like into the first new shop, like taught him everything. He was able to, you know, train people and teach them. And so it's like, there's a lot of time and effort poured into them. And it sucks that, you know, just kind of have to cut it off, but that's kind of what happens when you mix business and friendship and (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. just,
1: uh, it, it sucks, but you know, you got to, grow from it and like i learned a few things on i guess what i would do hiring going forward or training going forward or
0: that's what i want to know that's what i'm looking for right now
1: what are the things that
0: you thought about that you want to do differently
1: um i'm in the process of
0: trying to do some hiring right now and me and andy were talking before that i'm trying to think of newer better questions to where maybe we can nip in the butt now things that we wouldn't normally find out till after they're hired and later, you know what I mean? Like quirks about them or things yeah. that they might have issues with or whatever. So what, what were the things that you were thinking about?
1: Um, well, I mean, I noticed for some of them. So the oldest one in the shop is technically the like my shirt catcher lady and like uh shipping receiver and like outgoing stuff. Um, so she does a good job, but, you know, she's not involved with production or anything. Like, she'll go back and clean screens off if we need her to and, like, help pick out ink colors and whatnot, um, but the oldest one outside of that is actually my little brother, um, and he's 27, so, and then under that, there's a another 27, 20-year-old, uh, 20 and, like, a 25-year-old, so we're a pretty young crew. and Younger crew,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and what I've found with them is I like just kind of get them to like buy in and just sort of be proud, like have some, some attachment to um, the work that they're doing. Right. Like kind of gives them some, um, or you say like they're just like, they're excited to come in and do it and like put in the effort for it.
0: Yeah. And it's funny cause that's like something we were talking about yesterday cause we had done some interviews and one of the people that we interviewed was a little like older, like yeah. definitely older than me.
2: Yeah. Easy. Okay. (laughs) Super
0: old and decrepit. Like you know, whatever. Got
1: the AARP card already.
0: Yeah, AARP card. No, not that old. But like, like I said, there's no good way to say this. But like, you kind of want to hire someone who doesn't have any other ambitions. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't want to be like, do you want to work here? And then you find out that they're like, yeah, but I want also want to be like a dentist. And it's like, well, yeah, you're not gonna fucking work here that long. Then, like, by the time we. Teach you a skill, you know, a year in or whatever, and where we feel comfortable you doing what you gotta do, you're gonna be like, Well, it's time for me to go to do this next thing. So, like, that yeah. was the the discussion about this lady who came in yesterday. And it's like, she's done another job before. She had like a career already, and she's like, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, Oh, I'm just looking for like steady work and I have great customer service experience and I have like computer knowledge and all this other stuff. And it's like this lady's just going to fucking work the front desk and do her job. And like, she's going to be here till she doesn't want to work anymore. And it's like, that to me is like, awesome.
1: I don't yeah, know if that. I can staff my entire shop with people kind of like that. Well, maybe except the production crew. Cause being young and spry, you know, no, that's nice for that, but I'm together. saying for the
0: role that the role that we're trying to fill, I'm like, that's oh, yeah. great, you know, like personable person at the first front desk and answering emails and answering the phone and all this other stuff. I was like, guess this lady might be great for this job because of whatever. Yeah, it's nice to have the spry people out there, but it's also that thing of like, is this their first job? Have they not done the whole like I've tried a couple things? This is where I want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like we run into that a lot with like younger people where it's like they just have in the back of their mind still like, oh, I might want to get another job here or here or here because they Mm -hmm. haven't tested the waters yet.
2: You should have that on your um, job posting then. It should say like the first bullet point should be something like, we're looking for a person with no aspirations.
0: Right, that's what I mean. Like, (laughs) Do you just want to like leave here, drink beer and like watch TV? Or do you want to like do something else? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I think that um, I, I think that I never hire somebody with the idea that they're going to be here for more than three years in my head, because I know that what our average, you know, churn rate is ab- approximately. And I, in fact, I would say that I would be with most roles, except for maybe press operator, um, which I never hire anybody that's already a press operator to be a press operator. Mm-hmm. They, they usually move through the system. And so I would say that um, most of the time I'm just looking for a year, you know, like um, if, like, because Dude, usually gives the
0: skeeves so hard. No, no, no no. no,
2: no. no, Okay. Hear me out. So you hire somebody for quality control and um, you're hoping that they commit through your season. You know what I mean? Like right about now, if they wanted to leave, that's fine. You know, cause we're going to slow down. We don't really need you as much. And so, um, you hire somebody like that um in the spring, let's say, or whatever, and they uh, prove themselves. you know, it's like in six months, even if you yeah. you're looking to hire somebody that you think, man, they i want I want them to work here for, you know, um till they die, like retire here. I
0: want them to die <laughs> on the floor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> that doesn't mean that they're gonna stay. <laughs> and that doesn't even mean that you might change your mind. Like you may say, man, this person's perfect. They have no aspirations. They, um, they, you know, they they need money. They just had a baby that, oh my God, they're going to be here forever trying to, you know, like to uh, to make money. So it's not, they're not going to call out, you know, very often. And uh, it, whatever, for whatever reason you think they're perfect, you may change your mind in 60, 90 days or whatever. I mean, man, I hope they're gone. And so that's why when I was, I think we were talking to, was it Pete maybe? And I was like, hire fast fire faster, promote fastest. Because you just can't ask the right question, really. Um, during your interview, that's gonna tell you that these, this person's gonna work out. And so just get them in there, hire them, see how they are after 30 or 60 days or whatever. And if they suck, then say, see ya. If right. they're awesome, then promote them. And so I wouldn't say, and, and then give them a reason to stick around. You know, So like you already uh, are doing, give them <clears throat> paid time off give them paid holidays give them health insurance give right. them um red baron pizza unlimited so and much all, red barons have somebody have somebody that's another corn thing dogs
0: and red barons there's more than enough <laughs> reason to stay here there you go i just think there's certain things that like we're trying to think <laughs> of like i said like questions like that that are just more like whatever but it's also things on our end too of like sarah said like oh i really want to do like Kind of like one-on-ones but in their first year like okay we want to do a 30 day a 90 day and then uh whatever like review with them like how are you feeling or do you feel like you're being trained well enough do you have a lot of questions that you just don't feel comfortable asking and, like all this other stuff so that we can make sure like we're more on top of it not just like here's your shit to do like if you don't get it done you're a fucking loser it's like well it's probably more on our fault that like we didn't tell them or like give them the opportunity to be better. So that's what I said earlier when I was talking to you, like I'm trying to like do more grown up shit where I'm like, yeah, this like I should maybe be more of a boss than just a dude who made this company that works here. You're maturing. Hires people here and there.
2: Yeah. You're maturing as a company.
1: That's kind of where I feel like, I mean, I went from, it went from kind of being like a, a business where like we, just hung out and had a lot of fun and drank beer while we printed t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like a, like a side gig, but it was a really successful side gig. And now like that we're in the new shop, more equipment, more responsibilities and whatnot. I'm getting older and, you know, having to be a dad's like, damn, like I've got to actually be a boss now. Like, I yeah, can't I just be a big brother. I can't just <laughs> be a friend. Like it, when I leave work, like I want to be able to leave work and like leave it there that way quality time is spent with everyone else. So, I mean, it's that's been very interesting for me on my end. It's just like actually having to become a boss and like learn how to be a boss and not just a friend because, I mean, growing pains and getting mad and snapping a clipboard in half and whatnot (laughs) over silly mistakes that they should have caught, but, you know, I should have set the expectations a little bit differently, you know, or, you know, gave them more clear instructions.
2: And being a boss is zero fun pretty much and being a being a friend is way way more is way more funner and i know that that transition from like you just talked about we did the same thing long ago years and years ago where it was hey we're having this is fun and we're drinking beers even like at five o'clock because we're going to stay late and all that kind of stuff and then it changes and then you can't do that anymore in fact you you have to be very very cautious because you could be sued or whatever you know and so it's like it turns into um, a completely different vibe unless you can be really, really creative like Dylan is and somehow still make that work, you know? So.
0: Well, the thing is, is like, like I said, recently we, like I say we, but it's me. Like I, I'm trying to juggle both. Like I'm still trying to yeah. have the vibe that we've always kept here. And I feel like that's fully intact. Like we still do all the fun shit that we do, but it's also like, guys it's fun but also like we need to set some ground rules we need to like you know before it was just like okay yeah you each have your job to do let's do it but there was all these little holes of like you know people would get done with their jobs on their schedule and they would just like go home rather than like ask a manager like hey do you have more stuff I could do or like do you need help in another position whatever it was like they'd be like oh my side's done and they would just like go home and it's like okay, there's stuff like that that we need to like work on. So that was the whole like getting the production manager thing in. And now we're trying to like get everyone used to how that works and setting some ground rules. And this was another thing I wanted to ask you guys that me and Bill kind of talked about. And I think it's the best way to uh, scold somebody or whatever. So like if someone comes in with drama or they're not listening or they're just blatantly being a dick or doing something they're not supposed to do, he was like, how do you want me to handle this? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, are we doing write ups? Are we doing what the fuck are we doing? And I was like, I think the best thing is to make note of it when it happens, but just send them home.
1: Mm-hmm. Just I've be like that a couple times.
0: Just be like, hey, you're you're not doing what you're supposed to do, or you know, you're you're having issues today. Go home, because to me, it's like that's the biggest kick in the dick for them, is because then they just don't get paid for the day. You know what I mean? Like, they might be here till 10 a.m. and then they're being an asshole and it's like, all right, go home. And then they just have less pay that week. And Mm -hmm. then obviously that hurts their wallet. And then the hope hope is that they just don't do that anymore or they calm their shit down. But if it's like we have to talk to them and send them home like every week, then that's like, let's have a conversation. And like, maybe you just don't work here anymore because this can't keep happening. So what do you guys do to like, I mean, I don't think it's, it's rare. I feel like that's going to happen, but like, what would you do if you have to yell at somebody? Do you, Andy, I feel like you have a system or you probably write somebody up.
2: Yeah. um, Sterling, you want to go first? Cause my uh, take a while.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause my, well, again, with it being kind of a small crew with us and one of them being family, it's, a, it can be easy, but it can also get a little heated sometimes. Um, But for like, if people just have a piss poor attitude, for the day, I'll you know, just kind of talk to them on the set it say, hey, you know, what's going on? Like anything I can do to help, like kind of it's being detrimental to a production or to you know everybody else around here. And those mm-hmm. and if they're like, oh yeah, sorry, you know, I just don't feel good. I'm having a bad day. It's like, okay, cool. Well, you know, I notice you notice, squash it and be done with it. Um but then if there's people that are just coming in and it's a an every week thing that they're and they're just spoiling the entire environment like i'd yeah definitely get rid of them Mm -hmm. um but as far as yelling like i think i've yelled two or three times over the course of all the years um because i try not to but if they've screwed something up or something like the biggest punishment for them from what i can tell is just like me being upset with them or like disappointed in them and they can immediately tell. And so they eventually like they'll come in with like a with a tail between their legs, like a you know, whipped little puppy, and you know, apologize and you're saying and that it's
2: say, my bad. You're saying that's more effective than yelling. It's just you're oh, you yeah. being disappointed. Yeah. Oh, it's
0: be- the dad thing. It's yeah, like it's I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. That's oh, way yeah. fucking worse. It is like, oh, I would yeah. much rather get beat than be like just that <laughs> yeah. look of like I wish you weren't my son, and then like turn around and walk away. It's like, oh, I think God, that's I really think weird.
2: that I think that if you come in hot and you're yelling, they hear the yelling. They don't hear the problem, and then they become a little bit on the defensive, or maybe even you're throwing fire, fuel on the fire, and you just make it worse. And you know, instead of de-escalating the whole situation and using a um, um, a goof as an opportunity to learn or to, you know, maybe prevent it next time, all of a sudden you're an asshole. You know, because you came and yelled at me, you solved nothing, you know, we've, and we were actually, you actually are, um, because as a leader, there's only one way to lead. It's not uh, leading by example, isn't the best way. It's the only way I almost messed that quote Mm -hmm. up, but but it's, uh, it is because if you come in and you're yelling, And you're like, uh, you know, pissed off and asshole. Well, then that's how we are going to respond when something else goes on. You know, like a manager here is like, oh, well, Andy fucking yells all the time. I'm going to yell. I feel like this conversation is
0: just going to get really deep because we're going to get into our childhood feelings.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We could. We could if you want to. I just want to you
0: break that cycle.
2: So, what we do is we take off our belt and then, (laughs) no, just get wet.
1: You hear hear the (laughs) belt buckle undo and the zip of it coming through the loops. You're like, Mm. uh oh.
0: Oh, yep. I know that sound all too familiar. <laughs> the PTSD. It was
2: worse. <laughs> that sounds worse than the actual, um, whoop itself. You know, you're like,
0: Oh yeah. All you need to do is that crack of the belt where you fold it in half and do the snap thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're just like, Nope, I'm done. Whatever you need me to do, I'm doing. Right. <laughs> um, well, I guess that's, it's kind of a twofold question before Andy, you get to your, uh, rant on your, uh, how you do it but the other thing is too that's tricky is how do you not scold because it's not it's not usually a on purpose thing but what if what about just like fuck ups like on press or jobs or whatever and it continues to be a thing where it's like oh you messed up this job or you messed up this job or your palettes weren't sticky enough or whatever. It's like, what do you do when you get to the point where you notice a pattern with a person? I know you obviously should just like retrain them on the thing, but like what if it persists? Is it a write up again? Or is it a bring them into your office and beat them with a belt? What do,
1: you, uh, what do you do They usually get pulled to the side and get told to get their shit together. And, you know, I'm like, look, this keeps happening or you've done it twice this week already, like there's something going on like do i need to show you what else to do like where? like i've trained you to do this like you know what you're doing yeah. so like what's the issue um and usually it comes down to they've been trained fine they're just maybe a little airheaded for the day or just right. not their, paying, heads, their heads has not much attention. Head. yeah or they're too busy you know listening to the music or or whatever like whatever podcast they've got in their ear or thinking about their girlfriend or, or whatever it may be
2: okay andy and so hit like, us. um i think sterling's right i think that um i think if it's a a pattern so here's how we do it here's how here's the formal way i do it so if if somebody goofs that's a a chance just to say it's an opportunity to say how did why did this happen
0: to say you're and, fired
2: and is it, no, and to say, is it something, is it our process, is something in the process wrong? Is it training? What is it, are you having a bad day, just like you said? And that's just a chat, that's not a, anything that's um a really problem, like problematic. If it happens again, soon, the same sort of thing, well, then there's a verbal warning, like you, you just said, you you chat with them. You don't, I don't pull them aside in front of everyone, but we could maybe talk in here and say, hey, what's going on, like, is everything okay? Because maybe it's something outside of work. Um. And if it becomes a like they're being negligent, let's say, you know, and you're it's just constant and they and you you need to actually write them up and say, look, if um, you're going to go on probation, you have 30 days to improve. Um, And if you don't, it may result in termination. And I put some of that. Um, work on us too because if you're doing something wrong well then that's something we're doing wrong too in my in my mm-hmm. opinion unless it is pure negligence like they're coming in on cocaine every day or something or whatever it is you know um then maybe that obviously isn't that's misconduct you got a of hell whole, of a fucking no, crew there not, <laughs> <day>. <laughs> I, that's <laughs> how <laughs>
0: you guys are getting so much shit done on two presses that's everybody's actually on their. speed all day you're <laughs>
2: But you know what I mean? Like if it's, um, we're, gonna, we're gonna write you up and give you 30 days and part of it's on us and we're gonna give spell out a plan. Like, okay, we're not just gonna say, hey, get your shit together. You got 30 days, you're out. We're gonna say, get, you're gonna have to get your shit together and here's one, two, three, how you're gonna do it. Oh, you keep doing this? Well then, here's how you don't do that and here's the steps we're gonna take and we're gonna check in a couple of times before yeah. the 30 days are out and usually, usually it corrects. And if it doesn't, well then, you've documented it properly. You know, because you don't want to, um, you can get in a lot of trouble for wrongful termination, right? And so I want to document Mm -hmm. this. I want to document it. Why are you smiling, Dylan? Did you, is there something going on?
0: Well, did I, did I on the show talk about why we just had to fire that person? Probably. I can't remember. We've done a couple shows in a row and I haven't, I can't remember. remember. So anyway, it was just like. Well, it's like, like no, don't I can impl- say I'll fucking, I'll talk. Don't about implicate yourself here. Cause I'm, I'm in the right <laughs> on this thing. I don't care.
2: <laughs> oh, I think I know who you're talking about. The girl at the front desk, the one that we're trying
0: to. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't remember if I told the story or not. I not think it was too fresh mm-hmm. and I didn't want to yeah. say anything about it. So it was done, but it was just kind of like, I'm trying to shorten this up. So basically she was kind of a graphic artist a little bit. And she was hired to do customer service, front desk, whatever. So when she was first hired, there wasn't a ton of stuff to do because she didn't have her own clients. She was just doing phone calls and emails that I forwarded her and stuff that came in. And there were some jobs to do for artwork. And I was like, hey, like, instead of me sending this to one of our freelancers, why don't I just have you work on it? Because, like, you're pretty good at this kind of stuff. Um, And then she was like, okay, cool. Well, she did some. And then, like... A week or two or something went by and she was like uh we had a conversation where i was like hey when i used to work at the shop in georgia um i made money on the side like at home to like help pay for groceries and rent and all this stuff by doing freelance artwork too like i was kind of in the same boat so if you want to instead of doing the work at work like you could do it at home and then you could charge the customer whatever you want to charge them for artwork and then when it's done bring it back to us and we'll print it like normal she was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently that never happened. She just kept doing stuff at work. Well, she ended up sending me an invoice basically and was like, Hey, this is all the uh artwork I've done. And it was all like the normal fees we would charge a customer, and she was at work doing them, and she wanted me to pay for her to do the artwork at work. What the hell? Uh, and I was like, dude, there's I was like, that's not how this works. I was like, you were getting paid your normal hourly rate at work to do these. It, I told you straight up, like if you want to make the money yourself, do it out. Like I'm trying to do you a favor, like do it after work. So I like nicely typed that up in an email and I was just like, Hey, I think you're like misunderstanding the situation, blah, blah, blah. So instead of responding to that email or calling me or, you know, coming in and talk to me that I'd sent that email at night. It was like one of those where I did it on my laptop and, the next day, I didn't even think about it. Like it literally wasn't on my radar. It wasn't a big deal because of how like small it was. Well, she told uh, Sarah like, oh, I need to go home like on a mental health day or whatever. Like, I'm not feeling so great. And I was like, "Okay, like whatever, that's fine. And then uh, come to find out when she went home, she just like started bashing me on the Internet, like going on her social medias and being like, you know, this is what my boss said, like, fuck this. And like, fuck this place and like all this other stuff. And it was funny, like I didn't catch wind of it till later in the day, but like I sent that email and then I got thinking about it while I had to go make some deliveries. I was like, you know what, like and it was kind of like me and Andy on the show, like where he says something and I'm like, you know what, you're right. Like I should probably do it this way. And like I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what, like it was actually my fault that she thought it was this way, not her, because mm-hmm. I didn't have anything written down. Mm-hmm.
2: You called dad. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm just saying it was like, I didn't have you, anything. You,
2: you, you've you left the part out where you called dad and yeah. put me on speakerphone. Right. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I did call so, you and I, yeah. Yeah, I forgot Dude. about that. I did call you for real. So I called Annie and I said, what would you do in this situation? No, this was after the fact. I called you before we fired her. Right. Um, but during the drive earlier in the day, I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I didn't do it this way. Uh, whatever this is probably what i should do and then when i got back i actually two different people from the shop came in and talked to me at the same time which was funny i was like hey i don't know if you're seeing this but like on snapchat on whatever tiktok or whatever it was facebook like she's saying all this negative stuff about the company and all this other stuff i was like she never came to talk to me or nothing like she just went off the handle on social and it's like the funny thing was is like if she would have just came and talked to me i would have been like hey here's the money that you're asking for for the artwork it's on me for not like spelling out exactly how this transaction works whatever this is how we're gonna do it in the future but like here's the money for the invoices whatever like we're cool we're good like everything's whatever but because of the fact that she went off the handle without talking to me and like went publicly saying fuck this guy and all this other stuff that's where i called andy and i was like hey what would you do in this situation?
1: Oh, dude. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah. And Andy is... was like,
0: <laughs> I love your response. Yeah. So basically, that's how I felt. I was like, dude, like, this is childish stuff. Like, come talk to me. Like, I would have just, like, worked it out. And Andy said the same thing. He's like, I think what you need to do is lay her, let her go, which is what we were going to do. But Andy's take that I think helped me out was he was like, you should still pay her. For those invoices, Mm -hmm. like let her go. Say, hey, we're sorry. Like it's just not going to work out here. You're not a fit for this company. But also, like as like a me keeping up my end of the bargain, I paid her for the artwork. So I said, hey, come in on Friday, pick up your paycheck, and I'll have the paid invoices in with it as well. So that's what we did.
1: Did she Um, push back or try to argue with you? Or she she say anything? Just like pieced out.
0: Yeah, I told Sarah mm-hmm. – well, Sarah called her and, like, said, hey, you know, we're going to let you go, and we're going to pay you this, whatever. Like, I didn't even have to do it, which was wonderful. Um, and uh, she just said, okay. That was it. That was literally the whole thing. And she came what in on, on Friday, earth. picked it up, and left. So
1: That's just fucking weird. Like, she, was she an airhead and just, like, <laughs> did not understand the concept of, like, you well, like do said, this like, outside of work?
0: To me, it makes – perfect sense it's like you're yeah. getting paid at the job i was like if you hire a graphic designer like andy does it's not like he's charging the customer 200 for artwork and then giving it to the guy he pays x amount of dollars an hour to like that's right. not how this works like you're here at work getting paid per hour to do the job Yeah, she's kind of like double dipping right it was a total double dip and that's why i said like i was like i'm willing to let you double dip but just do it at home Like, don't do the artwork here, do it at home, and then you can make a bunch of extra money doing freelance artwork. Like, think about how much, how perfect that is for her to do at home because it's not like her, she has to go get her own clients. Like, Upstate is feeding her work basically. It's like, hey, day to day shit of people wanting wrenches crossed and it says Joe's plumbing on it. You can knock that out at home and make 50 bucks. Yeah, like, I don't give a 31. shit. I just want the print work. Like I don't care about the artwork part of it, <laughs> especially <laughs> yeah. the small scale stuff like that. I was like, you fucking do it at home. That's cool. Um, and it just didn't work out that way. So yeah, the whole, you know, I didn't really even have to do a warning or anything that, with that. It was like, as soon as I saw that you went on the internet and just started bashing this place, I was like, no,
1: how do you come oh, back yeah. from that? What do you well, expect? If that's your, if that's your first like reaction or thought after just like a miscommunication of sorts. Like yeah, you're definitely not cut out to be in this yeah. environment. I was just That's, like, Nope. That is wild. Not doing that.
2: Sterling. I don't know. Yes. Um, Tell us a little bit, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like um,
0: your personal life.
2: Yeah. Like what are your oh, hobbies and. Well, I want to
0: hear, I want to hear your story again, uh, how you got started and where you are now and why, because you kind of have like a, A niche market for sure so
1: yeah it's we're definitely in like a unique spot with like the unique look of the stuff we do and whatnot so uh it started um i'd always done graphic design when i was a kid and just screwed around and the deviant art days and you know all that kind of fun stuff um but then i ended up going you know going to college joining the fraternity we were getting raked over the coals on pricing for shirts via graphic cow um out of South Carolina like Clemson, I think is where they are or somewhere close to there. Anyway, we we're getting charged like 20 bucks for like a pocket tee. And that was back when comfort color pocket tees were like 350, 375, like super cheap. Um so I was like, well hell, I can do graphic design. Like I can do everything that they're providing us and do it way cheaper. Um so that's how I kind of got into the t-shirt game. Um,
0: so you were just doing it for your fraternity?
1: Yeah, and I had started like a small little brand out of my apartment just for shits and giggles, just to see if I could make something work. Um, but I actually ended up uh hooking up with King Screen back when they were still in Atlanta. Um, back when Scott and um I forget his other partner that he had when he was down here. Um so I would send them artwork and have them print it, like order the shirts for me and everything. And I think we saved like seven or eight bucks per shirt. And I would, I would sell them to the, or, you know, I created like a, a big cartel site just for the organization. like, we'd put stuff up there, run it for a week, two weeks, whatever. I'd submit the order. Um, and I think I charge like maybe 25, 50 cents a shirt, literally just to cover the gas to drive down to the middle of hood Atlanta and Come back. Um, and that's kind of how it got started. Um, and then um, I ended up finding a manual setup on Craigslist, kind of close to the same area where King Screen was. Um, and the brand that I started dicking around with kind of took off, and we were in a couple of retailers. I'm like, man, I should really just learn how to do this. Um, so I bought it, and I was still living in the college town that I was, I'm like, well, I can't really throw this up in the garage that's here because it's got beer pong tables and ping pong tables and 12 bags of trash. And Oh yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't going to work there. Um, so I'm, I call my parents. I'm like, Hey, you know, we got a big ass garage up there that y'all aren't using half. Of. I was like, can I put the stuff in there? And they're like, uh, I guess like as long as it's not in the way, And it was in the way. Oh, I made sure it was in the way. Um, (laughs) And I kind of taught myself the basics over like that Thanksgiving to like New Year break that you kind of have where you only go back for finals for like three days um, and sort of started teaching myself how to print like that. Well, it ended up lucking out because um, that following semester, I wasn't able to get classes that I needed for my major for some, like it was one of those, they only offer like, Once every calendar year, and there's only one of the classes. And so, if you don't have early registration, you're screwed. And so, I think out of the four classes I needed, three of them were like that. And so, I went about to pay five grand to take one three hour class and still live in a, you know, outside of Atlanta where it's expensive as hell just to exist. Um, So, I moved back home and took a semester off and um, started really printing a little bit more for the brand and getting it into some of the smaller boutique stores around town and in the surrounding areas. But then I also started posting stuff on Instagram about more of the Greek work, like the fraternity sorority stuff. And that's where it really started picking up. Um, and so I kind of grew with that big time, especially just within there's like 40 or 50 colleges within an hour or two hours of Dalton. Um, And they're usually smaller ones. I mean, some of the big ones around too, but they're the small, like, you know, 5,000, 6,000 kid colleges. And so I would just hit them up on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I can do your shirts for like five or six bucks cheaper. I can set you up a store. I can upcharge a little bit more. So y'all are even making a dollar or two on it and I can cut you a check or, you know, send it to PayPal, whatever. And y'all can donate that to your philanthropy your housing fund, like your party fund, whatever. And so the kids were like, oh, hell yeah.
2: It's like they're it cut out
1: that. way less work for them. Like they just had to tell me what they wanted. And I would do all the artwork. I would take care of all the ordering. Just all they had to do was just buy the shirts. Right. And uh, it started really picking up with that. And then, um, so that was early 2013. And then um, I had all that, uh, early semester all summer off. And then I decided like, well, I should, you know, go try to go back to school and, and finish my degree. Um, so I just went to the local college, Dalton state here in town and, um, you know, just picked up where I left off cause I was actually able to get classes. Um, and was still going to school full time, but also still printing full time. So, I mean, I would get up at, and you were doing
0: all this printing stuff by yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, still out of my parents' garage. And I mean, I'd get up at six and I'd go to class. I'd come home, I'd work till 11 or 12, get in the bed and just do it all day after day after day. Did um, you feel then, like
0: at that time that, and this was kind of where I was at, is like, did you feel like, why am I bothering with school? Because what I'm doing at home seems to be working out?
1: Uh, not at that point, not just yet. But it got there very quickly because in December of 2013, I was uh, playing flag football intramurals. It was cold. It was two days before our finals started. And I ended up breaking my leg Hmm. and just completely dislocating my ankle. Um, So I had a lot of couch time over that Christmas break. And I started whipping up some artwork for I was kind of just screwing around while high on pain meds and propped up on the, on the couch. Um, and that's how I ended up getting in with the old row. Cause that was when they had just started. Um, they were maybe like a year old at that point. And I literally just snapchatted them a picture of this like retro nineties looking design that I whipped up and they loved it. And I was like, well, I mean, we can, I can sell them and ship them out. And we started like that took off like wildfire. And that was when tilt was still around. So we were able to do like those crowdfunding campaign style things. Mm -hmm. Um, and the more designs that we did, like they just, they went from like four dozen to five dozen to now it's 150 to 200, then 400 and 500 piece, like every single design that we dropped, like they just kept multiplying. Um, and I was like, Holy shit. Like I'm, I'm doing pretty good here. Right. Um, And I was still doing it all by myself, like all manual printing. I'd print them all. Then I'd have to print off all the shipping labels, individually fold them, bag them, tag them, ship them out, drop them off at the post office. And I did that for probably, I want to say it was about eight months. And then that's when I finally went to ISS in Nashville, back when they still had it. And I was like, I've got it. Like, if I'm going to keep doing this, like, I've got to get an automatic. And once I signed the papers for that, I'm like, yep, I'm not going back to school. (laughs)
0: Were Uh, you still focused just as hard on like the fraternity stuff or were you focused more on trying to build old row?
1: Um, it was still pretty heavy on the Greek stuff. Um, and it stayed that way realistically up until probably a couple of years ago. Like when we first went, once we moved into the shop we're in now, um, I kind of like phased myself out of it. But then again, like I wasn't really as involved in that college age demographic anymore. Right. But a lot of the customers that I did deal with had didn't gone on to get jobs somewhere else. So like they were coming back, but for different things now.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's, that's a weird, um, I feel like when you're in that market, like if you're in school, like you could get a ton of orders from other you know fraternities sororities whatever oh, yeah. all the school stuff and you're involved and then as soon as you get out of it i feel like you kind of lose touch with like whatever that's why i feel like steven's model works so good is because he used students mm-hmm. and it's like then that just grows because they're in it they know all the events they know what's going on all this other stuff and they can be involved i used to do it was like this uh company called 1897 or whatever that just did like the fraternity gear for Whatever one it was, I don't remember what it was called. Um, but the same thing, like they constantly were pumping out orders because they were doing all the different branches and all this thing for it. And then as soon as both of them graduated, like it just went it fizzled yeah, it out poof, because poof, they yeah. weren't there, they weren't involved, they didn't know all the things anymore. They kind of aged out of it. So it yeah, kind of only makes sense.
1: Yeah, and the but the biggest thing with that, where I kind of got away with it was or got away from it is the customer base, like once you start getting older, dealing with shithead 18 year old kids is, I'd rather just put my head through a window. Like it is <laughs> maddening having to deal with them and just like, and it's like just that generation of kids now, like they're just super demanding. It's like the Amazon effect, like they got to have it now. Like they need it now. It's all disorganized. Like they have no clue. It, it's just a mess. And then the licensing portion was probably the worst. Yeah. Like trying to keep up with the royalties and all that, like that, that in itself, like you almost have to hire somebody full time just to comply with that. And then the way that they change the rates and set minimums, like you're still going to have to pay so much per year, even if you don't sell like $5,000 worth of stuff, like you're still locked into, you know, however much the royalty rate for that would be. Right. But it wasn't a flat rate for every organization. Like it's, it's different for every single organization.
0: So how did you, when you got to the point where you didn't want to deal with them, how did you pivot? Did you have something already coming in that kind of replaced them? Or yeah. did you just drop off a certain percentage of your business and were just like, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore?
1: Um, I kind of winged myself off. Like I, Some of the organizations that were a little easier to deal with, I still would do some stuff here and there. But, um, I mean, the old row stuff just blew up like crazy. So, I mean, that was bringing in way more work and volume than what i would be losing um and then once we were at the uh, old shop you know i mean i had two automatics so we were able to take on some contract work um and even do some stuff for other shops around us that didn't have the color capability or honestly some this print skill to do some of the more detailed work um so we could just kind of grew and grew and grew and grew and I mean it's just it's still going to today like I don't know that I want to get any bigger um than what we are now as far as like equipment goes and building size cuz moving is just um mm. it's it's awful it is the worst.
0: Well you don't have to move or grow all you got to do is put four people on each press. We we've yeah. we've, well, I was gonna say, like,
1: <laughs> we've got the uh the capability to do some serious output um so I mean I guess now for us is probably just uh, expanding our customer base a little bit more because we really don't even do much local. It's all just right. kind of outside stuff, um, and then working with a couple marketing agencies whatnot right that are sending us contract work, and other shops are sending us you know some contract work that they don't really want to fool with because they don't know how to print ten colors or don't have the capability of it, and right. it's only like a, a one day ship from them. So, I mean, that kind of, it's a lot cheaper for them to shop the stuff out to me than it would be for them to buy a new press or buy a new building to fit a new press or whatever. Um, But then, I mean, we also kill it, like embroidery has been taken off big time this year. I don't know what it is about that, but like this year, it's like really seen an uptick.
0: Didn't you say that too, Andy, that embroidery has been going pretty hard?
2: Yeah, but as a, I mean, we do every year at this time. Like this mm-hmm. is a, you know, a Christmas um, thing. We're you know we're really really backed up.
0: Yeah, it's like Matt at this is like that. I feel like he just is constantly growing embroidery. Like I know he told me like he loves embroidery though. So like I feel like they've just been adding and adding and adding.
1: Yeah, we've only got a uh, six head and like we're still chewing through work. I think main reason for us is that stock is finally coming back in for some of the more popular styles and like some of the polos that we were doing and the Richardson hats and whatnot, because yeah. you know, nobody wants anything other than a Richardson now. Uh,
0: it's funny. I've always associated you as being like the comfort colors guy.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's still like 95% of what we print. Yeah. So <laughs> well, it's I, I funny when uh, I got, ended. when
0: I got on the Gildan board, I reached out to you and I was like, Hey, like oh, I'm, shit.
1: Yeah, I am I was like,
0: to I was like, Hey, I'm about to go in a meeting about, you know, ups and downs of certain styles and brands or whatever, I was like, do you have anything on Comfort Colors that like you want me to say? Because I will say it. Um, A lot of it was talked about. I mean, we talked about certain things like Stephen brought up some good stuff about the pockets, um, just being a little bit smaller. And then we were talking about the big thing was the tags, the Comfort Color tags. Mm -hmm. Now, with old row and all that stuff, are you leaving Comfort Color tags in or are you like cutting those out and relabeling?
1: No, so we're using on anything comfort colors, like if that tag stays in there, because um, at this point, the customer base, like almost demands it.
2: See, um, yeah. that's, that's a that great... was the
0: thing. That was the thing we were talking about with them. And they were like, I right. we don't want to get rid of it because it's so many people just want to see it in there. It
2: adds value to the mm-hmm. shirt, even though they know it's um, a different brand that that they're buying. They They like that comfort color.
0: So what mm-hmm. are you doing? Are you le- are you relabeling underneath and then just leaving comfort no. colors on top, or you're just not relabeling?
2: I'm just
1: not relabeling it at all. We use a, another brand, um, soft shirts. Know, have you mm. heard about them or played around with them? Um, so they're a brand made by the guy that used to be the CEO of Graphic Cow and the former founder of a brand called Southern Tide that got bought out by. L brands who owns like Lilly Pulitzer, Tommy Bahama, and all that. So, buku of money. Um, they created this whole new uh, brand that's really nice. Um, it's kind of it's a competitor for comfort colors now because um, they still have the super soft enzyme wash, the vintage look, but you can discharge them. And water based plays really well with them, but they also have a removable tag. So, some of the styles and some of the designs that we do for them will go on soft shirt stuff and they will pad print them with their logo in it. So um, we do that or we'll do, um, like like I said, leave the comfort colors tag in there because I've tried every way to relabel and pull them out, restitch them, and it mm-hmm. just never works. <laughs> it, just, it just always looks like shit. You rip out the seams on the back of the neck. It's I just don't – I gave up probably about a year into it. I'm trying to yeah, do that. Yeah, we,
0: we were just talking to Josh last episode about that, and he – he said that basically he takes if he has a customer who wants comfort colors, he has a seamstress, like literally take the stitches out, take the tag out and re-sews the, the seam for each one of those shirts to get them. Hell
1: ready.
2: no. Unless they <laughs> want well, to pay
1: for the time and the premium of it, there's no way.
2: He had yeah. a great setup, though, because I want to say mm-hmm. she was really good and she wasn't, she didn't She wasn't expensive a lot. either. It was no. like, like
0: 75, 80 cents or something. Yeah, it, was re- it
2: was really reasonable. Um. Not too bad. Well, before we get to questions we for got, us,
0: we got stuff to get to, but you wanted to talk about your uh, your cards or the Me? special thing that, uh, yeah, no, that you yeah, tease yeah, yeah. everybody. You have to say it now.
2: Yeah, I've got, a, I got the big reveal. Okay. Is it a Christmas card? No, no, I fucking no, hope no. so. it would be wonderful. <laughs> hey, you ready for this? <laughs> oh. So it is what a is yellow, that? it is a Sorry, yellow binder. Sorry everybody that
0: you're getting let down right now.
2: <laughs> um, hey, I'm just, this is a cover your ass situation and it is a yellow binder. I bought this from Uline because they have a, it comes with this um, <laughs> chain where and there's nothing in it yet. I just got it today. So there's a chain, a basket. It goes in, check this oh, out.
0: So you can hang it on the wall.
2: Yeah, check this out. goes in there, and it has this sign. Hold on, hold on.
0: Dang, you went all out. Oh, shit. Is this one of those where you can put, like, and, days without incident?
2: Um, <laughs> no, but so maybe. But so all this is is to be compliant with the state of Missouri, and every state has their – probably their different – Compliances, yeah. but but very very similar.
0: Did somebody we, poke you for this, or is this no. all you? You just wanted. I to do saw,
2: it? I saw somebody got fined.
0: Oh, in and, the group chat we were talking about.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to cover my ass. And so these are. Did you know that you need a SDS sheet, or that's what it is, a safety data sheet or data sheet on every single chemical you have in your shop, and that. Requirement is, and I'll just read through them really quickly, is you have to, that SDS sheet or SDS paper, I guess, it's going to go in this binder, is going to be identify the substance. It's going to have, whether it's hazardous, hazardous or not, it's composition, it's first aid measures, it's firefighting measures, accidental release measures, handling and storage, exposure controls, physical and chemical properties, stability, reactivity, toxic toxicological information, ecological or ecological information. Just disposal, start making words up. Disposable considerations, just a couple more transport information, regulatory information, and then other information. And so all you gotta do, this is what we did, is we went to EasyWay, like, cause we use, let's say we are gonna do it for 701, Most right?
0: chemicals. Yeah. your
2: chemicals, yeah. Easyway, uh, .com. it's right on their website, print it out, um, put it in the plastic, you know, the the sheets, the cover sheets, stick it in this binder, Chain the binder to the thing, so that it, you never it doesn't walk off. And it's for every, it's access, so anybody from the is that it. Here, you don't
0: have to do anything else. You don't have to like have a meeting about it. You don't have to like give them packets. You can just hang that. That's on a the good wall, question. Good? That's
2: that's a really good question. A good question. Um, but it is uh, because we probably so we will we'll put everything in here, and then we're going to hang it. You know, on the you, wall.
0: You have a a roundtable meeting and have to read the entire thing.
2: You have to memorize <laughs> there'll be a test after this and then it's a pop quiz so i think that um and so alex who's a designer here he loves uh, like projects like this and so he already has every single sds printed out or sorry he has it in our he has it in a file and we're going to print them all out we got this binder it's going in the binder and by the end of today we should be set so that if you come in here um, we meet that requirement, <clears throat> you know, but the cause... thing
0: is, is in that text we were talking about was just like, we're not, we won't name any names, but somebody got visited by an OSHA person and fined, and find the shitload. And they listed oh. all the things that they got fined for. Mm. Was that just one of the things? Because if they came in here, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I
1: don't here. I don't want to, I'm locking the doors if somebody like that shows up.
2: You're right. Because, (laughs) um, so yeah, that's just one of the things like another one is you have to have an eyewash station. And so definitely not. You definitely do. And then you know what? No, I know. I'm just saying, I definitely
0: don't have one.
2: Check this out. Check this out. So your, your eyewash station has to run for 15 minutes. Like that's the law, you know, like you have, so I bought one, it's here and we're installing it um, also today. And so it has a, uh, Dude, this, thing pop- this, this thing that, this thing that, this thing that like, it's a lid and it comes down and it's gravity fed gravity-fed tank. And it has to run for 15 minutes because you're supposed to, you're supposed to be able to, uh, you know, wash out your eyes, open them up and wash them out for 15 minutes. I mean, yeah. oh, and also like the tricky thing about that is that it has to be within a 10 second walk or 55 foot walk of where you store those chemicals
1: <laughs> well, on earth. I yeah, know,
2: Chemicals right? so, all over the shop. Well, maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't like, maybe you shouldn't.
0: So Uline made a bunch of money off of you is what you're saying.
2: Yeah,
1: that's what it sounds
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> you just went to their like safety area and just were like, I'll take this. I'll take this. I'll take this.
2: Or, I mean, I'm proud of you. I'm not. Hold on. It. Hold on. Like, awesome. You can look at it. You can don't... look at it like uline saved me a bunch of money yeah fair
0: other than their yeah. shipping costs
2: <laughs>
0: well no, i mean dude, their you know, shipping's ridiculous
2: right well i'm closer they're there they're, where are they wisconsin or something like that so it's just one day ship and it's not that much but i would say that um they're gonna you know, like if, if if somebody comes in here maybe we're not fully compliant you know because right, but they're more. gonna see
0: that you tried
2: you yeah, yeah, have a fucking
0: machine. That's more than 99.9% <laughs> of other shops.
2: I'm going to get a few points for effort there. Yeah.
0: So right. maybe a little less. Like dollar. you.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, cool. Uh, I didn't want to talk about the eyewash one because I'm not fully set with that, but we, I could share it next time once we have it installed and everything. But this one is, I think, way easier. Like if you're going to do this and you're going to chip away or whatever it, your compliance, this is pretty easy because all the time, like whenever we get, I don't know about you guys, when I get a some emulsion and then they send me the SDS sheets, I shred it. Or I throw it away. Like, I don't even, like, what the fuck is this? I don't want it. But actually, you need it. And you need it hanging in this binder readily available to anybody. And it might even do you some good, you know, instead of um, be, uh, an OSHA person coming in or whatever. But what if you just your-
0: got like a gallon jug of like old, like, you know, an old milk container? You just filled it with water and poked a bunch of holes in the top and roll eye on the front of yeah, it. Yeah,
2: that'll work. That'll work. You should do that. Yeah. I was totally. under the impression you just
1: turn the pressure washer off and you
0: know. <laughs> right. Directly into your eyeballs. Yeah, yeah.
1: So but I was gonna say NASDAQ, every time I order any kind of chemical, mm-hmm. they always follow up with a like an email PDF of the SDS.
2: What but, do you do with it?
1: Um Delighted. Delighted. I look at it, I go, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. mark it as red.
2: Mm, right.
0: Yeah. I, I actually think that regardless of laws and rules or whatever, like that is a good idea to have um, that binder just because yeah. if something does happen. And an eyewash isn't a terrible idea, too, because we've had th- certain things here where you know, something might splash up or whatever. And it's kind of like,
2: it's probably not a bad idea. Like a spot gun. You know, you're spraying yeah, out just a shirt. Like
0: something, something stupid like that. Or have you ever gotten have, that
2: in your eye? Because I have. Yeah,
0: I mean, I probably, I, I probably, bit, not I not. probably have gallons of acetone that have soaked through my skin. Mm.
2: So it keeps you looking uh, so good.
0: And that's a funny. The funny thing, I didn't think it was really worthy <laughs> of bringing up, but you brought up a binder of SDS sheets, so I might as well. Um, is I kind of want to buy like what you have for the spot gun, like the actual station with the vacuum thing. I know oh, Scott, right. Scott showed those, us those his like sweet. PVC pipe one, but something came up the other day where mm. somebody here had printed. Uh, like an underbase incorrectly on a pocket tee. And I was like, this is a huge pain in the ass to try to blow out because you got to get in the pocket. So if you try to just put a cup underneath, Mm. it's just going to blow all the ink into the pocket. Then you got to like scoop fucking crumbs out of the pocket. So yours is like it's angled to where you could just slide the pocket over it.
2: It's like a sleeve palette almost.
0: Right. So I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to want one of those now because I'm never going to have to do this ever again.
2: Well, what's so great about it is it has... That you talked about that has that sleeve palette looking thing and a metal mesh, right? Um, and it's a vacuum. bottom and it, yeah, you turn it on, it vacuums, and not only does it vacuum, it vac- we There's a um a, a PVC pipe that you can you shoot it right out your overhead door or wherever you want to, so it right. gets out of your shop, right? And um, why that's so good is um, I don't know, like it it instantly or not instantly it dries the the shirt way way faster. It doesn't
0: stain as much.
2: You don't oh, get that ring. And also, if you're blasting out, let's say it's a white tea and you're blasting out some uh, red ink or something, your chances are it's not going to completely come out. But you have way better chance if you're using this because it sucks that that ink, that that you uh, tell me about uh, how it
0: sucks, sucks and blasts.
2: It does. <laughs> so, so it sucks so good. So, I mean, um nice. I I just oh and the other thing that's really cool is it has a um,
0: it has an extra hand a, on the bottom. It has paresses. a.
2: <laughs> Dylan. It has a. Um, <laughs> the Tank Tickler has, 2000. Right exactly. A, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. We have a, a camera sort of set up, you know, at the nice. at the, wash, at the blowout station just for, you know, customers to watch. It's for you. Pretty, pretty interesting. Only fans. No, but I, I think but for real. Um, it has a, a wire that you clip the spot gun to. So
0: you don't drop it.
2: Yeah. So it can't fall, <clears throat> which is another so, really.
0: I need to find out where to buy one. A good one.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, what did I get? Doesn't I don't know. But... I
0: think that's Doesn't what I more? found online. <laughs> I
2: want to say Myron's Albatross or something. <clears throat> I, think oh, yeah, like, lovely,
0: I think it was like 1600
2: bucks mm-hmm.
1: or something. I just use the shop back and kind mm-hmm. of suck around and let it eat.
0: Yeah, I just really like the idea of the like sleeve palette kind of thing where I could get Mm -hmm. hard to reach spots. And, you know, like Scott had the PVC and all this other stuff and he like put wire mesh in. Like his Mm -hmm. is totally great and fine. I'm just saying like his you wouldn't be able to put the pocket on.
2: Yeah, I wanted to make it so um, I think you can DIY it pretty good. And get pretty close. But I wanted it to be a pro setup so that right. um, anybody could go over there and spray out. Right.
0: That's where I'm um, at right now is mm-hmm, I would rather mm-hmm. just like buy a thing, mm-hmm. push the table over, set it, plug it in. And I'm like, hey, this is where you do this now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, agreed. Okay.
1: I just don't even try blowing stuff out for the most part since it's all that pigment dyed shit to begin with. Yeah,
2: your comfort colors, it's good luck, you know.
0: Yeah, but you get a 50-50 shot with the comfort Mm -hmm. colors because you can look at the tag and see if you can blow it out or not.
2: That's right. Mm -hmm. The tag is... Sometimes.
1: (laughs) So, they started putting the white tag in colors that do not blow out. So, that can you can get bamboozled real quick because that was the best way to tell like if you could even discharge them was if they had that white tag or like the off color Um, Mm. but now that's not even the case for whatever reason Hmm. I don't know why they're doing that but yeah
0: that's how they get you um questions for us or any shoppers?
1: um what is
0: your favorite color
1: uh, well besides uh the uh, sds basket hanging like are there any projects you're going to be doing in like the downtime over the holiday break if y'all get a break because that's kind of like usually when i'll do some some more like in-depth installs or just cleanings and stuff like that
0: i was literally just thinking about that this morning because we were talking in the group chat about uh pay for holidays and stuff and i was like you know last year i just shut that whole week down and like me and my dad knocked out like a ton of projects here like repainted the walls and put in new lighting and all this other stuff And now i'm like i don't know what i would do like i think i might just come in and like finally like hang up prints in my office and like clean my office and but other than that like i don't know what to do andy you're not even going to be around probably you're
2: Yeah, we are, um, like I said in that uh, chat, we're we're observing Christmas on that Monday, the 26th. So that's paid holiday off. We're observing New Year's Day on Friday, the 30th. So that's paid holiday off. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, bonus, year-end bonus, we're closed, paid days. So we're closed the whole week.
1: That's probably
2: what we're going to do, too. Mm. Yeah, same. I mean, you know, we're slow through that time anyway. So we'll let it build up a little. Come back um, January second and get at it again. You know, go, go back to it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you want to do some quick takes?
2: Let's do it. Okay, my, I'm first. You are, Sterling. Yeah, I am. How's it work? Staycation or vacation?
1: Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get out of the house and get out of the shop because if if I'm staying in town, I'm probably gonna end up ending up at the shop every single day at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. Where do you go though
1: um in the winter, yeah, I'm a big fan of snowboarding, so anything any out west North Carolina, like wherever I can get to um, in the summer, like it's either the beach or the lake so mm-hmm. i'm I'm very easy to please.
0: <laughs> just somewhere chill. Yeah. Uh is there any good movies or shows or books that you're into right now?
1: Um oh man. Of course I'm a big fan of Yellowstone. I think almost everybody in the country is. Um, but outside of that, I can't even tell you the the last show that I started watching was the uh the Santa Claus or the Santa mm-hmm. Clauses or whatever it is that, that came the out on one that just came out yeah Yeah huge fan of that movie when it came out when i was a kid and like when i saw that that show was coming out I'm like oh
0: hell yeah we were just having a discussion about it because they just watched the first one like their new kick now on lunch is in the break room is to watch like a movie or like Mm -hmm. you know like a chunk of it each each lunch break or whatever and they just did the santa claus and uh zach was like so pissed off about bernard because bernard is like a dick to santa when he first (laughs) shows up or whatever and and then i think i was like out getting my own food or something I came back and they were talking about it and Brian looked at me he's like Dylan's probably favorite most relatable character in this movie is Bernard and I was like (laughs) yeah Bernard's just trying to get shit done and all you guys want to do is fuck around and not do what you're supposed to do
1: (laughs) yeah I I feel that yeah
0: (laughs) so I was like yeah Bernard's fucking Bernard's the man uh Andy
2: okay so say you are going to travel and go work at another shop for one week. What do you bring with you? What's one item you bring?
0: Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready with that.
1: He knew <laughs> the answer already. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it going to be somewhere hot, somewhere cold? That's a good answer.
2: That's your answer. I like it. What kind of liquor?
1: Bourbon
0: just brings a bottle of bourbon to <laughs> a shop cuz he knows he's fucked.
1: I have one under my desk right now.
0: <laughs> he's like I've been <laughs> sipping it this entire time. I have a little straw up through my shirt.
1: <laughs> Get one of the helmets with like the straws coming in here.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh what is something random that brings you joy?
1: Oh, cooking videos.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too,
1: honestly. I love cooking. And I love What's one like- of your
0: favorite cooking shows?
1: Um, I, I do, I watch most of it on YouTube. So Sam, the cooking guy is a good one. Uh,
0: do you watch Bon Appetit at all?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I watch some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Brad. Uh, what's the other one. Do you ever uh, watch, um, do you ever watch the triple D?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Diners. Usually like 2am. It makes me hungry as hell. And then I end up with, I, up I like
2: really a like, meal. I really love that one too. I mean, sometimes He's a little cringe, you know, but whatever. He's I like him, and I think that, you know, he does well. Like when he goes to a to a town, and he um, showcases a, a restaurant that, like that restaurant, just like blows up. You know, like oh yeah, it gets, sure. Like everybody goes.
0: <laughs> Do you ever hear the uh, the backstory on him and like how like why he dresses the way he dresses and his outfits and all this other stuff?
2: Because
0: hmm. when he first did uh whatever show it was that he first did uh wardrobe had like some options for him and pretty much all they had for some reason was like a bowling shirt and he ended up wearing the bowling (laughs) shirt on the episode and then Mm -hmm. that became like a thing that took off of like Guy Fieri's like look, mm. is this like bowling shirt with like flames and like all? This and other it fits shit.
2: his uh, Camaro though too. Right, but like, like he's vintage. not like that in real life. Mm-hmm.
0: Like he doesn't like to fucking be that way. But now he has this persona that like mm-hmm. the spiky blonde hair and the bowling shirt and the fucking chains and all this stuff. Yeah. It's like he's stuck with it now forever because that's his look. We
1: well, you know they ship his car all over the place with him, and like he doesn't mm-hmm. actually drive it except for like the little excerpt you see like at the end of the show yeah, or the yeah. very beginning of the show. But it literally like it gets drug around the entire country with them.
2: Like on a trailer? Yeah. Well, it's like a cl- expensive, you know, classic antique car or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, so <laughs> got to take care of it. <laughs> uh, that was it, right? Oh, no, my turn. No. What's for dinner? Yeah. Like what's for dinner?
1: Tonight? For lunch. Uh, yeah, well, a- I've got some buffalo chicken pizza in our little break area waiting on me. Um, but I'll, I don't know, maybe just pick something up on the way home. Depending it's on how Friday I feel
2: night. It is Friday night. Yeah,
1: yeah so. Pizza and wings sounds good. Oh, yeah. I do have pizza today and then wings for dinner.
2: <laughs>
1: Split it
0: up.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Andy, what are you doing? I gotta go I don't lunch. Know. I'm
1: starving right now.
2: Yeah, I don't even, it is Friday night. We don't have plans, so.
1: Oh, I never do. Friday's like, yeah, Friday's the day that there are no plans. Like once I get home, my ass is not getting up off the couch until I go get in bed.
0: (laughs) Roll right from the couch to the bed.
1: Or if that, sometimes I just fall asleep on the couch and just wake up and it's seven o'clock in the morning. Mm, That's nice.
0: Well, thanks Sterling for getting on with us. We appreciate it, man. Especially in the middle of a day on a Friday. Um, love what you're doing and keep us posted on, uh, Your happenings.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll I'll keep chumming it up in the old Discord.
0: Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, dude. Have a good day.
1: All right. Thanks, healthy.
2: Later, man. See you, man.